0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
1: You're listening
0: to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster
1: Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. It is Super Bowl weekend. We got a lot in store for you. The Giants have their coaching staff pretty much intact, so we're going to get into that. We're going to do a little Super Bowl 56 preview. Plus, I've got a promo code for you with BetOnline that's going to save you 50%. Plus, Carl Banks has a lot of Super Bowl merchandise. That he's got working this week out in L.A. What's up, buddy? Long time, no chat.
0: I know. How you been, man? We have to let the dust settle a little bit so that we can actually give the Giants fans something beyond speculation.
1: Well, I'm at golf's version of the Super Bowl, which is the WM Phoenix Open here in Scottsdale. Uh, Nice. You know, the 16th hole, over 20,000 fans. They've built a stadium. They're going to have you know, on the weekend, they'll have 200,000 fans on property per day. Wow. Uh, this wow. is, you know, and this is the one event where when the guys hold up the signs that say quiet, it's like a joke because there's music playing, there's sweets and chalets <laughs> all over the place. It's like, dude, just save your arm. There's no reason to wave the flat, the hold up the sign quiet at this event. Wow. But um, you know, uh, there's a lot of buzz you know, even here about Super Bowl Fifty Six, and uh, Carl. I guess we got to get things started with your reaction to Brian Dable being named the head coach of the New York Giants. We've had a chance to visit with him a couple times in the facility and talk with him quite a bit. Seems like the right man at the right time for this job.
0: It does, Bob. And here's here's the thing that I am really thrilled about is that he is an offensive-minded coach. A uh, coach. But he was able to put together a competent staff on the other side of the football, which we'll get to. But just the development of Josh Allen uh, since he's he was there in the Josh Allen that was drafted, wild, inaccurate, wild things, strong arm, arm arrogance, to a guy who has combined cerebral cerebral thought with his great. Um, arm ability, and it has resulted in him ascending to one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And so, you know, though we don't compare Josh Allen to Daniel Jones, it does tell you that the way they built an offense, it catered to the skill set of their quarterback in Buffalo, And I suspect he'll do the same thing. It won't be identical to how uh, Buffalo ran their offense. It'll be conducive to how Daniel Jones operates and within his skill set.
1: One of the things that I love that he talked about in his opening press conference when he was asked about scheme, he said, my scheme is going to be a game plan that suits what my players do best. So he's not coming in here and he's not going to say, okay, this is what I ran. This is my full offense and what I ran in Buffalo. We're going to just cut and paste and put it here. He's going to identify his roster and the players that they add via the draft, via free agency or whatever. And then he's going to craft an offense to fit the attributes of his players. I mean, I know it sounds simple and it sounds like common sense but it doesn't always happen in the NFL.
0: No, it really doesn't. um, Because a lot of coaches and a lot of play callers feed their own egos. They try to have a cookie cutter and say, this is what works for me. You guys go run it. And that's just not the way it's supposed to operate there. Even if you have a template of what you want to do, you've got to tailor that template to the skill set because it can actually make your, your plan even better when you have different players. So if you take, for instance, a Cole Beasley, what he did in Buffalo's offense, and if you put Kadarius Toney in that same role, you would be, and let's assume that Kadarius Tony is healthy, right? Uh, you would be severely limiting your offense if you only allowed him to do what Cole Beasley did in that offense because he's so much more. So it's it's a matter of looking at your personnel, uh, imagining the possibilities, and then just going out and and, and letting letting them do what they do best. But you just can't have a cookie cutter. Obviously the principles uh, and the fundamentals of operating an offense you can carry over, especially if you're very efficient. But from a skilled position and skilled player standpoint, you've got to let those guys do what they do best.
1: You know, and then I thought it was really interesting because Coach Charlie Weiss, that we both know, really high on Mike Kafka. Uh, Andy Reid, really high on Mike Kafka. And Brian Dable brings Kafka in as his offensive coordinator. And what I like about that fact is the fact that Kafka comes from a little bit different style, right? You know, the more of the Andy Reid system. So Dable is willing to bring in a guy that doesn't necessarily um, come from, you know, the same connections, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Dable started in New England way back when under Belichick and Charlie Weiss, Um, you know, and he's grown throughout the course of his career with his different stops. And then you have Kafka who came in, you know, as a player, and in that Andy Reid system. So he's already incorporating sort of different ideas into what he wants to do.
0: Well, and that's the beautiful part because when you talk about the different disciplines that these guys come from, right. Dable has charted his own course, but he also, um, was able to acquire some, so his, his, his early teachings as a coach was under Charlie Weiss and, Bill Belichick, which meant that each year you had to reimagine your roster based on what was available to you. Each week you had to do that. And then you have a guy who comes from Kansas City who, and Andy Reid is basically a box of 101 crayons when he has the the players. He uses them all, right? So the, 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 the merger of these two minds or these two disciplines will be awesome. And then here's the other thing too, Bob. I would take Dayball's in game adjustments over Andy Reid's. Like, Andy Reid can get you ready for a game and he can serve up a great meal, but if so, if the cake didn't rise, he ain't got another dessert for you, right? With uh, Brian Dayball, he's going to make adjustments as needed. So, this is going to be a great opportunity. And I'm not saying that Kafka can't make adjustments, but I just, you know, the biggest knock on Andy Reid that I've had personally. Is that his inability to make uh, adjustments as needed?
1: Um, Shay Tierney comes along from Buffalo, so he'll be the quarterback's coach. Bobby Johnson is the offensive line coach. So, you know, they're in lockstep as far as their vision because he comes from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired Tony Sperano uh, Jr. Uh, I guess he's coming over from Carolina to be the assistant O line coach. And then a name that popped up that's been reported. Is uh, Mike Groh is supposedly going to be mm-hmm. the Giants' wide receivers coach? You know a little thing or two about the Groh family.
0: Oh yeah, it warms my heart when uh, when when the name Groh comes up as a Giant. You know, Al was uh, a, a major major part of my success as a linebacker in this league. He's the best teacher of linebackers I've ever been around. I mean, he is he is a gift. To, or he was a gift. He doesn't coach anymore, but Al was a gift to uh, the profession and to any linebacker that he ever coached. He was just that, that good of a teacher.
1: Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball because there are a lot of good options out there. Um, but Coach Dable settles on Don Wink Martindale, uh, who spent you know, the last bunch of years in Baltimore had some really good defenses. Uh, It's a high-pressure defense. We're reading about some names that potentially are going to be added to the staff as well, but let's talk about Martindale and your thoughts on him as a defensive coordinator and what he's going to bring to the Giants.
0: Well, let's just think about, let's start with a head coach who we knew could build a competent staff on his side of the ball, where he had a Core competency right but then this team will be equally balanced in 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 terms of of really great coaching on the defensive side so he goes and get wink martindale who when you look at his defenses he's been, he's high pressure but he's super efficient man he is really good at what he does uh he's done it in in baltimore for many years This is as good a hire as you can get. When you talk about uh complimentary football or complimentary coaching, this this mindset with this offensive mindset, there shouldn't be an excuse for you know for us to look at this team and say, boy, he needs to have more oversight on one side of the football because they're just not as good as the other. This is I my expectation is that both sides of the football should be really good.
1: You know, and it's important, you know, so many times coaches, new coaches make mistakes. And we've talked about this a lot of, you know, and I look at Sean McVay, you know, one of the first hires that he made when he got the Rams job was he brought in Wade Phillips, you know, and he had some veteran coaches because he was secure in himself and he wasn't intimidated to have some veteran coaches on his staff that were strong personalities He dealt with the offense and he kind of let Wade develop the defense. And then eventually things change and he he promotes different people and people move on. But when you're finding your footing as a head coach, and I thought that there's some really smart hires and it looks like coach Dable learned understands a valuable lesson that, you know, you've got to have some of these strong veteran guys on your staff to handle certain areas so that you're not trying to, coach the coaches in every aspect of football
0: well yeah and, and and when you want to coach your coaches Bob you want to do it on your terms you don't want to be uh running around with a a water hose trying to put out a four or four long fire or garden hose you want to have guys that can control different phases of the football team so that you can be the the ceo if you will i know he's going to coach but you have to have strong managers, or, or strong—I uh, would say yeah—managers of each category of your football team, or else you're going to try to, you're going to have to try to manage everything, and you're going to do everything else but coach. So I think this is great because he can give those those really strong personalities, like a, uh, a Wink Martindale, and say, okay, here's what I need from you. Tell me how we should go about this, and Wink will do his job. He'll make sure the defense is functioning so the coach doesn't have to ask him every week what the hell is going on, because you know, Wink's got a track record. You know, he's got a resume. He knows what to expect, what to expect from Martindale. And that's, you know, that's a departure from what we just saw, where you didn't know what to expect from your offensive side of the football. You know, this is when when the expectations can be set and you can you can really look forward. To kind of a benchmark or kind of a bar of what, what your team is going
1: to be. Yeah, I'm happy to see Thomas McGahee's back. Anthony Blevins is mm-hmm. back as his assistant. Th- that's the one area you know, Rick Goslin does his special teams rankings and the guy's been covering the NFL for 50 years and he's very well respected. And you know, the Giants, they were ranked sixth uh, in in special teams overall. Now, McGahey told me, look, We got to find a way to be more explosive in the return game. Part of that was Pepper's getting hurt because he gives you a boost in the punt return game. Um, And he said net yard punting is something that they have to improve upon. But it's good to have some continuity there as well. And, And McGay, he's a guy that's been part of a Super Bowl winning staff.
0: Yeah, again, another strong area of the team where your head coach retains. Uh, a strength of a team but he he puts a guy in place a coordinator in place where you don't have to coach him you know you can just operate because you know that he knows what he's doing that area of the football team played at a high level and consistently uh when he's coaching it so again i just think the way they put the staff together it allows brian dayball to to have success as a head coach. It allows him to be a head coach and not a manager of everything. So I I couldn't be happier with the way they put things together. Jerome Henderson's back uh, with the the team as the defensive backs coach. And now let's think about this. The most consistent uh, group on this team last season, was the defensive backfield, no matter what happened, right? They lost a lot of players, a lot of players in and out of the lineup. The defensive backfield was their most consistent unit and their most efficient unit uh, in, in, in on the football team. So I think that's a good hire, too, because when you want to see um, player development or lack thereof, you look at the coaching they're getting. And you can see that these defensive backs are, are, are being coached well because they're all developing.
1: So all in all, I mean, we've only been around Joe Shane a limited time and this new coaching staff as it comes together, being in the facility the last two weeks. But I feel like there's a real boost of energy within the organization. Um, you know, you see some, some new people, new faces coming in. Uh, Joe Shane and and Brian Dable are adding new pieces and bringing in people that they trust. Um, I I don't know, Carl, it, I, I, I listen, it's, it's early February. I feel a level of optimism right now that I haven't felt in a while. It feels like there's a full fledged plan as directed by ownership with the direction that all of football is moving. Um, I don't know if you get that sense or, or maybe you have a final thought on this, you know, really tumultuous month for the giants.
0: Um, I I am, I too am optimistic, Um, but here's the thing that, that I love that is, is a real tangible thing that we can see um, is a, a foundation being built more so than a renovation, right? More so than a reconstruction. This is like a foundation. When you look at how uh, Joe Shane is going about uh, the scouting process in, in the front office, and it was shocking to me to find out that the, um, the scouts on the road, they never all met as a group. You know they just send in reports nobody met as a group how do you how do you gain consensus on personnel if you don't even meet and have kind of a dialogue back and forth and i know technology is 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 you know our savior over the last few years but you've got to meet with your personnel guys you got to get them To the senior bowl you got to get them in the office bring them off the road and talk to them and i i know for a fact that um george young used to do it uh when i played because i know in camp and a couple times a year every scout used to come in and you'd see them at practice right so i don't i don't know when they departed from that practice but You know, just the fact that he's saying he wants to meet, he wants to bring all the scouts in, they want to talk personnel, that tells you they're putting a solid foundation. They ripped it down, and they're letting Joe Shane build a foundation with how to evaluate players, um, how to communicate with each other. All of those things are very important. And then having a great coaching staff, And listen, it's still a results-oriented business, but the one thing I can say is they're doing it the right way. They're building it the right way. So it's not a disconnect between coaching and management. Everybody's going to be on the same page because it's Joe Shane's show and Brian Dable is building uh, his staff. They'll get the players that work within his organization but it will be a vertical line of thinking
1: now. Big game is finally here. Super Bowl Sunday, last game of the season. Bet online has you covered. Odds, scores, totals, player performance, everything. It's the number one spot for all things NFL betting, not just football. There's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, your favorite Vegas casino games. So I encourage everybody right now. Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe B L E A V. That gets you started. Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, the promo code B L E A V. Before we get to the Super Bowl, Carl, um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the minority hiring practices. The commissioner spoke about it during his state of the league address. There's the Rooney rule, um, which doesn't seem to have been effective. What are some of the things that can change so that men of color get more opportunities, in your opinion, to become head coaches in this league?
0: Well, uh, we, we talk around this so much and, and we find it's, it's kind of a, a moving, uh, it's kind of a moving target when you say why it's not happening, right? The fact that it's not happening is because there are not enough people in positions uh, uh, that can make it happen that don't want it to happen, or they have blind spots. It's just it's, it's really simple. Um, ownership and those in the ownership circle have to open their minds to the fact that uh, men of color or people that don't look like them are capable of doing a great job in representing their brand. And they have to be open to those opportunities. It's, it's you know, we can, you, you can read an article a day and say, well, you know, a lot of the white guys who got um, coordinator jobs or head coaching jobs, head coaching jobs were coordinators and a lot of the minorities or people of color have never called plays. Well, that's not necessarily true. And if you were a coordinator, you weren't very good some of them that are getting jobs. so the bottom line is ownership and ownership those in their circle have to say listen we can't continue to not uh, allow other voices in the room because they could actually make us better and you know it's 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 in it's an ownership thing owners have to be open to that they're you know when you look at um the Minnesota Vikings, right? The Wilfs had Kevin Warren for years as their team president. Like he's in their inner circle. He influences their thought process as it relates to football and personnel. And when you walk through those offices, what you see. There are not a lot of teams that have a Kevin Warren in place to say, listen, we got to think about this, or this person can add value to our organization. And so, It's an ownership issue. Owners and those in their circle have to be open-minded. And this is, you know, every, you know, people have knocked um, the Giants in their process. And you know, the again, the Giants can speak for themselves. Um, But what you do know is they've had a black general manager for ten years right, that black general manager was steward to two Super Bowls. So um, when he was the general manager, aside from, you know, whatever you think about his personnel decisions, no one really thought the Giants were a racist organization, right? Nor did they, that some of the same voices were critical of of the team in their selection at quarterback, right? Um, again, this is, I'm not, ma- I'm, I'm just making a point to where we can, we can always find an issue somewhere, but that issue always goes back to ownership. If ownership is open-minded enough to know that there's value beyond uh, people that look like them, and some are open-minded, some just have blind spots, others just don't want it, right? So that's never gonna change with some owners. Other owners are gonna say, you know what, you're right, show me how do, how do, I, how do I get to this, uh, this place where I can identify those guys? I need someone who can help me identify uh, those candidates. So um, it's, it's an ownership thing. It's it's owners have to be open-minded about their hiring process. Just so, and it's like that in every industry, Bob. If you're if you're a privately owned business and your CEO has a circle of friends who are just don't they they just stay in their circle and they hire their friends, well, certain candidates may not ever come to the table. They've got to be open about their hiring practices.
1: Speaking of uh, openness, you're over at the Super Bowl. Yeah. uh, We'll we'll do a little preview of the game, but you got a lot going on at Super Bowl week. Come on, let's talk a little bit about what G3's got rolling here.
0: So Michael Strahan and I uh, decided we wanted to elevate the look of Super Bowl merchandise because it was all cookie cutter and uh so we got together and i have this, this is a graphic designer a graphic artist in new jersey named brian bedgley if you guys haven't seen his work he's just incredible so we commissioned brian Bedgeley to create an elevated super bowl collection that captured like the essence of hollywood the essence of california so he he created some really cool stuff this is a little sequin t-shirt. I don't know if you can see it.
1: Super no, I see ball. it perfectly.
0: Yeah, and then there's your MSX and starter logo there. Um, we've got, right, let me see what else I got. I'm
1: wearing one, too. You're wearing one. I like that.
0: Take a look at the back. Nice. Escape on the back. I like it. Yeah. So, um, we have... We have a couple events going on today at the NFL Experience. You should stop by the um, NFL Experience. We have a store there, the Starter Shop, and you'll see all of our stuff there. There's a real cool hoodie that I'm wearing today, too. Oh, here's that skate. Hmm. This is my...
1: Don't forget your co-host on this show. Don't forget forget your co-host with the hoodie. Oh, you got it. I love that.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, Brian Does he's just an incredible artist. And he's my guy that you break only in case of emergency because every piece he does is special. And so we wanted this to be a special offering for Super Bowl because what the NFL does is they give everyone the same template and say, work within these colors, do this. And we just told Brian, look, break the rules, I'll go talk to the NFL, Michael, between Michael and I, they would be happy uh, to have us participating and doing something really special. So with a little negotiation, they allowed us to to really get creatively, uh, well, graphically creative.
1: So fans going to the NFL experience on Friday and Saturday can get to your shop, right?
0: They can get to my shop, and I'm also... We have a retail partner here in L.A. called Chic Shoes. So the Chic Shoes in uh, downtown L.A. is we're doing a whole bunch of events there. We're doing a tailgate uh, theme tomorrow afternoon, which is going to run for a long time. We've got uh, food truck, um, Mike's Hot Honey and Sweet Chick. Sweet Chick, as you guys know. Uh, the chicken sandwich place and Mike's Hot Honey there, they got together. We're doing some food giveaways and that in tournaments. But most of all, we're doing a lot of Super Bowl merchandise. So and you can get it on chicshoes.com as well.
1: All right. So chicshoes.com. And it's
0: sold in the stadium on game day. It oh, it's 11. sold in
1: the stadium.
0: Yeah, on game day. But they will probably be sold out because the jacket, similar to the hoodie,
1: has sold out already. Nice. All right. So you're killing it, the Super Bowl. Speaking of art, you got a chance to make some money with art. So how do you invest in an exciting asset? And it's outpaced the S&P 500 by 56% by 164% for 25 years. It's art. Masterworks is the new investing app. I'm going to give you a little info on this lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like picasso monet warhol and you don't need millions over three hundred thousand people have signed up get priority access with unique promo log on to masterworks.art slash believe that's masterworks.art slash believe b-l-e-a-v see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures who knows maybe uh some of your gear will wind up being artwork,
0: Brian Batchley. We should make some. Uh, actually, actually, that's a good idea. Maybe uh, Michael and I will take this and make it into an NFT.
1: No, no doubt about it, man. You you got an opportunity to cash in here. Yeah, Super the Batchley
0: artwork is. Yeah, the Brian Bedgley artwork for this Super Bowl collection is. It's more than just a commodity. These are collectors' items too.
1: All right, I'm going to tell you about a uh, happier life in just a minute, but let's talk Super Bowl 56 here for a second. You know, everything tells me that the Rams should win this game, but there's like this little there's like this little something that's gnawing in the back of my head that the Bengals are a little bit of a team of destiny here because whenever they look like they can't figure something out, they change the they change the course of a game and figure out a way to win.
0: It's a, that's, that's a really good assessment. And the reason uh, I think that they have a chance in this game, it's not necessarily what they do well. It's what the Rams have a tendency of doing. And they have these lulls during the course of games. They fall asleep. And the, I think the hallmark of, The bingo season is that they've been persistent you know they just continue to find a way so if you leave an opening you're going to find yourself giving up big plays and the rams do that on occasion but in a game like this you give up a few big plays you're going to find yourself down and scrambling to get back in the game and it'll look uh, a lot closer and you can end up on the losing end of it um the obvious thing is that the Rams are very good up front. Their defensive front is a difference maker and the Bengals' inability to pass block. They can't protect the quarterback. So if they can't run the ball, then it's going to be a lot of quick passes and guys are going to have to make, and they have guys that are capable of making plays in space. Um, That's going to have to be their game plan and they'll have to try to find a way to get to the deep ball to Jamar Chase, I'm talking, um uh, I'm talking Cincinnati. But defensively, the advantage goes to the Rams. The Rams can make a difference. If they don't fall asleep defensively, they will wreck the game for the Bengals. Now, offensively, the Rams, two best receivers, one who's all world this year, the other one who's gonna be As good as they come in the biggest game of his life, Odell Beckham. But then you got a quarterback who will throw a few head scratchers up there, too. Can they take advantage of those?
1: I don't know. Because it's like, remember, we talk about the poise of Stafford and everything else. He threw one, he made one of the worst decisions you could possibly make when he threw the ball into double coverage down the middle of the field, and the guy on the Niners dropped it. I mean, yeah, he got bailed out. That was a terrible decision, that throw. You know, history now and doesn't remember it.
0: Oh, he has though he, he has those throughout his career. Um, but he's another guy with great arm arrogance. Um he can make some incredible throws, but his decision making at times, he falls asleep. So this is, you know, if if the Rams can stay focused for the entirety of the game, both sides of the ball, I think they win it but everything tells me history tells me that they will have moments in big games where they just flat out fall asleep and allow for big plays to happen on both sides of the ball. They will fumble the football. They've had what they had uh, in the first playoff game. It was they had two or three fumbles in the game. Uh, The last game game. they had fumbled. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're going to have they're gonna fall asleep at some point. Will Cincinnati be able to capitalize on it? I say yes.
1: So you're picking the Bengals in an upset? No,
0: I am picking the Rams because their defensive front can make a play when they need one.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also Sean McVay got out coached the last time he was in a Super Bowl against Belichick. I think McVay will be better in this game, too. Um, but I'm going, I'm sticking with the Bengals and like a little bit of an upset okay. I'm, riding the, I'm riding the joe burrow wave all right listen that's good. Um, now if there's something that's interfering with your happiness check out betterhelp.com giants it'll assess your needs and then match you with your own licensed professional therapist online in a secure environment it's not a helpline this is your opportunity to get in touch securely with a therapist to help you live the best life that you can live. Start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com giants. Over a million people have taken charge of their mental health. Once again, that's betterhelp.com slash giants, and you get 10% off. Anything else to get off your chest here before we wrap it up? No,
0: I'm a, I'm just super excited about what's to come with the Giants. There's I, I won't speculate on anything. Who's getting cut? Who's going to be a cap casualty? We'll find out when we find out. I am more interested in how they approach the draft.
1: I agree with you, and uh, you know, and then the smart free agent signings. You know, the under the radar mm-hmm. guys. Um, they don't have a know. lot of
0: over the radar money.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to try to create some. Uh, again, bet online, use the promo code BELIEVE, BLEAV, B L E A V. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you sign up today. Uh, bet online, where the game starts. All right, Carl, I wish you many, many, many sales this weekend uh, Thank you, with sir. this exciting adventure. And um, you and I will reconvene when there's news to reconvene about, as far as the New York Giants are concerned. But how do we like to end this awesome. thing?
0: Tell a friend to tell a friend.
1: Tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you're in LA and you're going to be at the Super Bowl, tell a friend to go visit Carl Banks and the starter setup at the NFL Experience. NFL, that's
0: right. And, and, and then where? Chic we're,
1: Shoes. Chic Shoes is where the tailgate is, right?
0: Yep. That's tomorrow. Right.
1: Check it all out. Tell a friend to tell a friend tomorrow being Saturday. We're recording this on a Friday and uh, looking forward to seeing what this new giant's foundation, because I think you're a hundred percent right. It feels like they knocked it down and they poured fresh cement this time. Yeah. And they're not trying to build on an old foundation. They got a new foundation there led by Joe Shane. And it's very encouraging. And you feel that energy. We felt it certainly when you're in the building. So for Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. Thanks for joining us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Believe in Giants.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.